All right, folks, welcome back to another Out of the Rough Golf podcast. We're back with the recap for Ranger Cup 5, our fifth installment of this team matchup in the Ryder-esque style. Two teams, eight players, three days, and we got 2v2 matchups, both in modified alt shot and a shamble format for the first two days. And then we've got singles raining us out on Sunday. It's our fifth time doing this. Got some new captains in the mix. You guys maybe heard the draft. We had out in Kingsland, Texas at Lighthouse Golf Course, Legends Golf Course, and Delaware Springs Golf Course. Um, so new captains in the mix. We've got them on the pod tonight. But before I introduce our caps, I'll get in our mainstays. We've got our podcast host, Dave. What's good? We got Clint <laughs> G, the hype man himself. Hey, I'm here, boys. And we got Ryan, my man, Ryan. What's up, boys? We're here. We're doing it again. Don't yeah, slander gonna... the Sanders. Don't That's slander the like Sanders. That. There we go, Dave. I, I was trying to think of something in my head when I was thinking of Ryan. And I was like, he's just my man. And they came with something better. Don't slander the Sanders. And we've I got our two like our two captains uh, coming in. Probably one a little bit chippier than the other in terms of their spirits after what happened this uh, past weekend. But, uh, you know... Kudos to both guys on a great effort out there. Um, they they both will have a chance to speak on it. Um, I think it'll be impossible for us to get through matches without acknowledging it at some point. It, it's going to end up being a spoiler regardless. So I'll just go ahead as the commish and just congratulate the Longfellows and their captain, James Palmer, on, on their victories. Thank you. Thank you for the Woo-hoo. formal use. Yeah. And uh, and of course we have Bryce Graham, the the hype man himself, uh, making it a close close battle. This was the closest Ranger Cup that we've ever had in the uh, the three round format with singles being a part of it. So I mean, there's nothing to be not proud of there. Um, if that is the right double negative, I don't even know if that is the right double negative. Um, but you put up a great effort. You led a good squad, and what uh, you made it close. You should be proud. Exactly. Or Bryce, not, how you not feeling? proud. You know, I'm, a- after that competition, I'm just trying to be a better golfer and a better man, pretty much. That's <laughs> that's it. You that's couldn't all. ask for anything better than that from the Ranger Cup. I mean, that's hey. what it's hopefully bringing out of individuals. I feel like we're all leaving Ranger Cups, hopefully feeling either better about our own futures and, and how we can improve as human beings through camaraderie and sportsmanship. I think you're, I think nah. you're a great man, Bryce. Wow. Yeah. Great man would have led his team to victory and not stay up till five thirty in the morning. Two of the three. That's well, you know. I, I will say, Bryce, Bryce on Sunday uh, was not the Bryce that I saw on Friday. And I don't know, man. He was playing Gangnam Style like it was Bryce of the rest of the weekend. Five uh, Tribe was roasted before they even set foot on the course. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pulling up in his hey. RV as he needs to tee off. It was the great. <laughs> I will. I will say the vibe tribe uh, didn't really ever let the vibe stop, and that like meant <laughs> until the wee hours of the morning, and that could have been a bit of the demise. <laughs> Who Listen, knows? I, I'm not I, here I to was point up, fingers. I was up until four thirty two nights as well, not five or whatever, but that also reflected in my record probably as well. So. 
I, Look, I, I, too I did not I sleep think, enough. So. I think one of the benefits of the Vibe Tribe is that while you keep the vibes going into the wee hours of the morning, the vibes are also there to bolster you the next morning when you're not feeling as grand. And, it, you know, it's a, it goes two ways for our, our squad, you know, even when we're in the deepest of valleys. And we were in the deepest of valleys at one point. It, it, you can still find a way to claw yourself out. So, uh, you know, speaking of deep valleys, uh, I, I figure we just jump into day one uh, and maybe kick it off with the, the first group. And, you know, we have two of those people on the call from each side that was on that first group out during our shamble session at uh at lighthouse golf course uh, both bryce and dave was in that matchup i believe uh if you guys want to uh, give we a quick we weren't the first group off i think that's Clint an accurate was i was group. i was in it though i was in it yeah tell um, us about it Clint. yeah so that was that was uh myself and b white um and we were battling b blonde and uh dave's brett. employee brett um who i will say up until sunday um if we're just talking about friday and saturday which i know it's a three-day tourney um the the two extra strokes on his handicap were not only not needed um i don't think they were accurate um uh but they but, were the yeah, he's had agreed were, upon for, and with, with no no shadow of a doubt there. Like I will not and and it is what it is. It is what it is. There. It wouldn't be a Ranger Cup if people didn't acknowledge played, some sort of index issue that they had with it. Like it, well, it's it, without question, hey, it happens every single time. And the it's also it, it's it also Clint. real. I was gonna say it's also Clint who's been on that same side of that situation on in it on his own before. Well, he's also done with Jack too. Well, first of all, we brought in Jack at a 20 and the kid's like a fucking 12. No, I'm talking about you've been on the same side of getting more pops than you should have in these events as well. Like, Brett Well, that's only because we didn't play off a course handicap and that wasn't my fault. No, it we were. We, were. we weren't playing either. off a playing handicap, but we get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, we weren't using OWGR handicap allowance changes as well as playing handicap. USGA. but. Yeah, what did I, I said? OWGR, my bad. It's on my mind. Other podcasts for another time, folks. We'll be discussing <laughs> point. We'll discuss qualifications and point allocations and criteria yeah. and stuff like that later. But hey, and and just so we know, since my my Sunday round uh, went to my handicap, my handicap went up up one point three just since uh, just since I ended the Ranger <laughs> Cup. The battle that's for 40, here, my that's, dude. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, so uh me and B White were playing B uh B Blonde and Brett. Um it was actually a full out battle. Um we didn't lead a hole until I want to say 12 or 13 was the first time that we went um or no, 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 I apologize. No, hole 10 was the first time that we even were up. And at one point we were down three holes and we came back to push the match um, for a half point each. Uh, it was actually, I'm actually going to backtrack here. <laughs> because 
because my memory is me and BY actually were doing really well on the back and took a three point lead. That's okay. Sorry, it's all coming back to me now. We Boy. took a three point lead and going into 15. Imagine if these Ranger um, Cup matches were just scripted and we never actually went and did it. This is like for a podcast narrative. Like, this is like fanfic <laughs> of one of the plays. Uh, and you're just doing a horrible job at it. Well, or a great try- job. first of all, <laughs> I don't know if we talked about it, but there were many nights till 4 30 in the morning. And I was also drinking the entire day of the golf. So that doesn't really help my memory for these. But anyway. I remember at the, I think at 14, we were three up and then they won 15, 16, 17 to bring it back to even. And it um, came down to 18, right? It came down to 18. Well, and it couldn't have been even, right? Be, or no, never mind. Sorry. Did, like did. Yeah. Yeah. We, we ended up, uh, you know what? I take that back. Dave, Jesus you're right. Christ. Actually, no, 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 no. We were, we were uh, one down going into 18. So it was, uh 15 16 17 that they took to bring it to one down um so you are right actually technically um because on 18 i ended up being the second shot and got us or no no no, i was the first shot because it was a par three on 18 it's a best ball buddy it's modified best ball it's the shamble (laughs) Uh, the, the thing is the the, the ultimately no, 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 it was, what i've it heard was a par three on 18 though correct yeah correct. it was a par three yeah. but b white had okay. a putt b white had a putt to win the hole and tie the match correct and so i okay so right it was it was shamble either way we took my tee shot which is fucking weird but i was the only one that hit the green on the par three on 18 um it was about 30 30 35 feet from the hole downhill through the Sahara desert. It was probably the worst second to worst green of the, of the match with like just the actual shape of the green and BY did drain about a 30, 35 footer um, for a natural bird to win the hole, to push the match altogether. Um, Sorry. That was a fucking disaster of a fucking (laughs) recap. But anyway, um i think they followed it i think everybody's everyone yeah, had we, no trouble there at all <laughs> we were we were able to to uh claw back even though it was um god awful like we should have we shouldn't have fallen apart like we did on the on the last four holes but we were able to to claw back on that on 18 to to at least get a half point out of it so I think that last sentence you did pretty much covered the whole fucking thing that you just did for 10 minutes, but we got hey, there. You know what, Ryan, why don't you fucking recap yours, dog? Let's get, let's get well, to yours. Me and, Bryce, me and Bryce's group was off next. Um, well, actually, okay. t- technically the group that no one's here for, uh, just quick recap. So the first match was halved of the day, which is, you know, a wash, no biggie there. The next one was between uh, some two new folks for the Longfellows, uh, both Dylan and Hunter, against uh, two of our lower indexes at the Vibe Tribe, Dan and Trent, um, who ended up having a, a back and forth match that they said was really, really good and was highly competitive and like they're all playing really good golf. And it ended up going the Longfellows way, winning three and two, though. So despite the high level of golf, I think they started just edging things out at the end. 
And Hunter was saying that Dylan really came alive at the end when he needed him, both in terms of an important rule where we played uh, the every person in the group had to at least have six of their drives taken on the course. And for the high handicappers, um, that's a really important thing to to take into account and get those in. And, and Dylan was drastically behind on his tee shots from what I had heard from Dylan, Trent and Hunter. And then he just rose to the occasion and just started hitting great bombs and Hunter was taking them and came alive on the back nine and it resulted in them uh, playing great golf and closing them out three and two. So yeah, the, uh, long fellows after. Sorry. I remember them saying that they only took one of Dylan's on the front nine. Yeah. So five of five of the nine holes in the back. Well, they didn't even need nine holes. They closed them out. Uh, no problems at all. So uh, that's obviously a, a big win for the Longfellows early. And so they have one and a half to half point, um, you know, of the of the morning matches. So getting to the third matchup, it's Dave, when you guys jump in against uh, you and Mark versus RJ and Bryce. Yeah, so we were the third group off um, just to set the scene. We had Bryce, who is known as being the vibe setter, the vibe machine, the guy who brings the vibe. He was playing some Mongolian throat music at the off the tee box so that was you know just a vibe you don't normally get on the golf course around 10 a.m um i would have loved to be you know just like a uh fly on the i guess a tree or something around random people around the course just to see what they were they were thinking when that was going on um but yeah uh i don't know if bryce wants to talk a little bit about it i uh i will say that i think they were kind of in the driver's seat on the front nine of this match um, they were kind of controlling the front nine. So I don't know if Bryce wants to speak to that at all. Uh, yeah, no, it's the thing that got us mostly, I think towards the back was the, um, having to have the six off the tee per person kind of, we didn't really think about it until it was almost too late to where it was like, we need to get these, you know, drives handled. And then that's kind of where it turned for us. So, but, well, but to Dave's point, I mean, he though, walking you through the front nine, you guys were in the driver's seat playing well. He wanted like, what, what how'd the front nine go? It sounds like you guys were off to a, a strong start against the duo of Dave and Mark. Again, with Clint here in memory and 5 a.m. nights, uh, it's a loose. Well, I can, I can kind of speak to it then. Yeah. Um, it started off relatively uh you know kind of even uh on the or i guess you know on the second hole we kind of hit a wayward shot i uh ultimately uh, on the front nine it came down to where bryce there was a par five he had a really great drive and then ended up it was uh kind of a split fairway par five um bryce got ended up getting on in two or just off the green uh kind of on the fringe they ended up winning that hole and uh, that's at least for me where it felt like the they really kind of took the momentum of the front nine. Um, yeah, you guys were up at one point. You guys were one up and then uh, moved into that par four before it, um, losing the hole narrowly and then him making a natural birdie on that par five to completely swing in their favor, closing out the front nine, which seems, you know, pretty, pretty, you know. Yeah, and there, there was a there was a par three that followed that. Uh, I know that Bryce, I believe it was Bryce that hit a really good shot on that par three. I followed up with a, an, another good shot, just not not quite as close, but we ended up tying that hole, um, which was a, kind of a win for us, uh, not to go down even worse than we were. Um, so, and then like Bryce said, at the at the turn, uh, I I think 
I think we had taken three of Mark's drives and I think they had only taken two of RJ's. So uh, at the turn, we kind of looked, I think we battled back to get one down on the turn or maybe even all square by the turn. Um, but I made sure to tell them like, Hey, you need to make sure you take four of RJ's drives on the back. And then that's kind of when the momentum started to change in our direction. Um, I know Mark and hit a good, quick, a, a good go for it. I think it's important to note here that RJ is new to golf and his first Ranger cup. So that's a ton of pressure coming down the take, stretch. And, and he doesn't shots. take driver. So like, he usually takes like a little hybrid off the tee and he doesn't necessarily hit it that far. So when they were taking RJ's drives, even if it was a good drive, it was, you know, yeah, at, at the shortest length, like 50 yards behind us. Which at Lighthouse kind of sets up kind of nicely for it just because so much of that front nine is pretty quirky and short holes. If you think about that number three is really short, you could get out there with like a, you know, seven iron and be fine, eight iron. And well, then, the thing you know, was on the front, they were kind of just going with the best ball. Like they were taking Bryce's drive pretty much every time because he was hitting money like draws. So, so walk us walk us through that, Bryce. In the front nine, were you considering the 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 six drive minimum that's required from each player, and you just want to get to an early lead start, and that RJ's drives are going to come into a factor later, or what, like walk us through the mindset there? Yeah, that that was. I mean, I I think I finished the round, and I was like, we should have played completely different. Like it, it went past my head. I'm thinking, oh, we got the back nine, we got all these holes. We'll be able to like throw some in from him, and it was just kind of like should have definitely, you know, picked a couple on the front a little bit better for sure. But we just, we didn't think about it. And it was like, all right, we're just focusing on, you know, taking the best and, you know, trying to score as best as we could and kind of screwed ourselves. But yeah. Six is a lot. It sneaks up on you. I, uh, I will say that you guys did make a little bit of a press in the middle of the back nine on that par three where Ryan or yeah, where Ryan nailed that birdie putt. Um, but off, yeah, yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, he was off the green, but uh, yeah. but yeah, then I think me and Mark ended up winning on 16. Um, and but it was a fun match, it was it was my first time playing with RJ. Um, he's a vibe, obviously, and he was with the the vibe tribe, you know, Captain? whatever you call uh, no, I was going with an Indian reference, but I couldn't think of chief, it. um, chief, vibe tribe, chief um but yeah it, it was a fun match i was glad to get it done that was my, my uh my only win of the weekend so it felt good pulling to get sanders that. pulling a sanders with the with the foreshadowing with the spoilers <laughs> we love it always every ranger cup recap <laughs> yeah i mean there it is but uh, either, either way it was it was a it was a fun match and uh i i do think that uh bryce played really well um like he was hitting some really good shots uh but uh obviously you know you can you have to, it's a it's a team game or a team format and yeah i think it uh and it you know the this the, i think it, it's going to be you know kind of common throughout the the weekend that the the six drives kind of played a role in several of these matches and uh you know that that is definitely what kind of weighed on them on the back nine that match yep so that closes out the third group of the morning matchups at lighthouse shamble with another three and two victory for the longfellows so three matches out um one half and, and two wins for longfellows so they're already up two and a half to 
just a half point for for the vibe tribe so we come into the, the final anchor match of the the morning rounds on uh on friday and it's uh three of the four players in that matchup are on this call it was the the longfellow's captain and uh ryan going off against me and uh jefe and uh i think it was a a roller coaster of a match if you guys would agree <laughs> 100%. I would um, agree. I guess uh I think there's a a tale of kind of three acts for this. Um if I if I were to break it down, there is an ascendant start for Hefe and myself. Uh there is a uh an act 2 comeback, almost an empire strikes back sort of thing. Um <laughs> And then there is sort of a maybe a return of the Jedi ending here. It might be a Star Wars kind of a, a new hope for you know the team vibe tribe at the beginning there, and then it kind of fully rains out. So Jeff and I start off four wins in a row. Uh, we win all four holes at the beginning, um, and the entire time, separate from Bryce, I am constantly thinking, when can I take Jeff drives, and when can I get through this six drive quota because that's going to play a factor <laughs> into this match. Um, because the last thing I want to do is be under pressure under the gun with, you know, four holes to play and be like, I have to take three of Jeff's drives on the last four holes. And then, uh, I also strategically kind of looked at the back and, and saw that if I can, if I can get his drives taken care of before the par threes that kind of close us out show up, then all of a sudden we start having some really easy looks at net birdie, uh, for our group. Uh, by just two putting it in. So if I can hit greens at the end, maybe we can make this thing interesting. So that was in my mind, the entirety of the front nine. So we off to a hot start. I'm like, damn, this might not be too hard. Like we're, we're, we're taking some of his drives. We're putting them in good positions. Like we're making some putts. And I think the main thing, which is like, we played solid golf. I mean, I, I would say I played good golf this entire round. Um, I even, I drained a birdie on number three. I hit some great shots coming in and I was very often driving 150 yards up the fairway to my ball picking it up and then driving 150 yards back to Jeff's ball to continue the hole against uh, Jeff and Ryan that that worked for a while, but that doesn't work forever. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll probably pass the mic to, uh, to, to Ryan and, and Jimmy here because right around the the fifth hole after winning uh, four in a row, it very quickly, the, the roller coaster after reaching its top started to uh, plummet down. So I'll, I'll pass the, uh, the, the mic over. Go ahead, Jimmy. Little Texas giant, if you will. Yeah. I mean, you know, you put Ryan and I together. And oh, fuck. Here we go. That's <laughs> You put, I mean, I, I put Ryan and me together. You're a, you're the captain. He's just yeah. speaking in general. Like you put those two for together sure. and you're in for a hard day. Thank you, Dave. You see the cohesiveness of my team? You see that? <laughs> <laughs> Asian. okay no and in all seriousness uh there was like a it was a hard fought like i remember at one point ryan and i were sitting in the cart uh i think it was we had just gone down that fourth uh hole and we kind of like just you know we were like all right we need a fucking like reset get our brains in this thing and like start clawing our way back and sure enough i mean it took you know a few good holes but we clawed. We fucking clawed. And then that we first start hole back was it wasn't just like we laid down and gave it either, right? That first hole no, back was no. that dog leg left, drove up 150 yeah. yards, went back, got my ball, hit it to like four feet. Ryan hit a great one to like four feet. 
I miss my birdie putt. He drains it. So he wins it with a natural birdie. And then this, like the same thing the next hole. Like you guys just came back and we started throwing haymakers left and right. Yeah, no, it was I, it was play. It was just solid, like good play. I think the the theme in our cart when we got down four that we kept trying to tell each other was we're not playing bad golf. Y'all were getting a couple pops. We made one bad bogey, but in general, we didn't feel like we were playing bad. The score just wasn't going our way. So we kind of knew. Like, let's put our foot on the gas. We have it here. You guys um, did both think... top a drive. You guys did top both of your tee shots at number three. And <laughs> I mean, that did that happen. That is true. We still part the hole. <laughs> yeah. Cause I don't know that it's like a 180 yard hole <laughs> par four. And you guys are able to go more. over a tree. <laughs> yeah. But you guys were playing good golf still. Once we had that that little like, I, and and I don't mean this in like a sarcastic way. It's just I, I think once we tasted a little bit of blood, it was like he and he he and I really started like fist bumping and like we were getting jacked up. And we were like, all right, let's fucking go, let's fucking go, and and it our golf just started playing. You know, we like you said, we weren't we weren't playing bad, uh, and I don't think we necessarily like played like to such you know a, a better degree uh but i think we just kind of fine-tuned some of the the little mistakes we were making and capitalized uh when you guys had some uh some some rough shots or you know maybe it was around the greens or, or whatever the case but i remember you know capitalizing in those instances and saying like okay if we can just if we can par this one or if we can you know just smooth out this one then then we can take them here and then we can take them on this next one and we were you know, really starting to look at it uh, from a bigger view. And to set us up for the third act of this, as Jimmy and I started our, mounted our comeback and started to play well, um, it was 100% Jimmy was doing well off the tee and I was hitting good approach shots. Um, so going into that third act, it was going to be imperative that I hit some good drives that we could use. And we knew that y'all had gotten to the place where you wanted to be, kid, where you could start to lean more on your driver and not go back. Um, so yeah. that was a title shift where we had a lead and it started to diminish as we had to take some of my less than stellar tee shots. Yeah, I mean, on the back nine, I think you guys both hit plenty of good drives and you hit plenty of good ones where you guys could get around the course without any problem. I think we talked about it after, too, that like, getting six drives from each of you was never really on y'all's mind. It never occupied like your strategy. Like you guys hit a tee shot and be like, all right, let's take the best one. Cause like, I don't need to worry about you hitting enough good ones for us to meet your quota. So like, that's a, a much different place to compete from than kind of the place that I was in, like in the sense of, and I'm not here to throw Hefe under the bus. I'm going to try to be as, as polite as I can be uh, <laughs> on the round. But he, he would say it himself, too. And I feel like this is kind of a broken record on, on this podcast because I, I do feel like I kind of get shafted sometimes with some of my, my pairing partners. But I I asked for Hefe. Me and Bryce worked it out. Like, And he, can't, he came alive, you know, you know, as we speak, you know, later into the podcast. But he was not there that morning. He drove. He woke up at like 2.33 in the morning to drive in from Houston for that early round. He just he, I don't think he was ready for the, the weekend. Um, he, you know, he said it himself. So, you know, for the most part, I, I had him in a backpack on my back for, for most of that, uh, that round. And I felt like I was playing outstanding golf. And the, the one thing I try to impress upon the group is that like, yeah, I was, I was making investments for a long-term return for this round early on, but taking some difficult drives. I mean, for instance, if we take number 10, that par five, 
I crossed a driver like 300 yards and I would have had like a four iron into the green and I drove back another 150 yards to Jeff's tee shot because you guys were near the driving range and we ended up pushing that hole with pars. It's like, yeah, if I had my tee shot, like I was on in two and just like two putting for eagle or well, two putting for birdie. Strategically, it's a good hole to take one of his drives on because it's a par four and you can, or a par five and you can just lay up and ha- hopefully have a shot at birdie in uh at some point so i mean if you're going to take a short drive par five is a good hole to do it on so yeah i mean that that was that was was a strategy but the point was the point was that we push it with a par and like if i wanted to play it differently like i would have probably been one up on that hole because they got in trouble off of the tee the two of them so the idea being like that you could have played it differently cool (laughs) it's it's theoretical (laughs) it's obviously theoretical it's just for the conversation i'm trying to set the stage for how return investments making that decision later as to you know i think we got further in this round and they started clawing back on the back nine and by the uh the 13th hole they had gotten their first lead of the match uh getting we were got one down and at this point you know this is when i felt all right me and jefe we got through your drives is where we start cashing things in we start coming back and all of a sudden my game that I was leaning on playing really well with like was okay, but it wasn't enough for us to kind of clinch these holes. Cause they were both coming alive really well. And I was just getting, I was getting a lot of shanks out of Hefe <laughs> as well. That wasn't putting us in a position to score, but I was like, all right, let's just hang in there. Let's not lose anything more. We got some holes coming up and then we lose another one. And I'm like, this is what I'm like, fuck, this fucking sucks. Like I, I we're down to, with with three to play and two of those are par threes which is you know i I guess yeah two of them are par threes and if i can just hit the green and hefe can two putt like we're likely winning these holes and uh i just step up like if we can win these two and push the par five we we've got ourselves a half match maybe we win all three of them we we clinch this thing let's just stay you know let's stay focused we win that par three with me hitting a good, me and Jimmy both hitting great tee shots in that par three, uh, you know, into that, I think into that headwind or something like that too, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with seven, hitting two great shots. I think Jimmy was just outside of me. So we got to see your read and then Hefe got to put it in close, hit a great lag putt, birdie. So we're back to just one down, going into the par five. Uh, bad tee shot for me, so I lay up short. Um, and then Ryan and Jimmy both go for it from the green, put themselves into shit um and then to recover from that i'm just short of the green laying three probably easy up and down for par ryan's out of the hole from an ov shot uh into the road area right Mm -hmm. and then uh jimmy is just left of the road in the rough spot has to chip it over a short-sided like grass bunker area with like a rim of sand around it Um, used to be a bunker then they filled it with sod or correct vice versa Uh, Jimmy hits uh it, I when when Jimmy went over there I immediately said like that's an impossible chip shot to Jeff. I was saying like there's it's really hard he'll be hard to make a par from over there. So I think we have a good shot of pushing this hole and getting to the par 3 to push the match entirely. Um Jimmy, I don't know if you want to talk through the rest of the hole um yourself or if you just want me to just breeze past it. Um but it 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 didn't I'm go good. Yeah. I'm good. It didn't go well for Jimmy. He had a tough chip to begin with, <laughs> put into the grass bunker hit a bad chip, hit another bad chip. And then at that point, the hole was conceded uh, to me with like a very easy par op. And then we went to the final hole, 18, with a pop from Jeff, can use my tee shot. And then all of us missed the green. All four of us missed the green. And we take my tee shot just left of the green a little bit long. And we have a challenging chip for me and Hefe. He's obviously popping the hole. 
he he chips first, leaves it short, doesn't get out on the green. So I have to put it in close at least for a par and hope that you guys don't chip in. Everyone's there greenside waiting, watching this 18th hole. I chip it and it fucking nine degree lips out on the hole and then runs down to the front of the hole near Dave. I thought I chip or not toward toward y'all's chipping. And uh, I thought I had hold it for at least a chance to win the match. And it became just being a, a tap in uh, par for us. And then you guys had an opportunity to chip in. You both gave we, it good but, runs, burned the edges. Yeah. yeah. Both we of were us watching. Were off of it. Yeah. yeah. We were watching on the green side, like Kid said, and y'all both put insane attempts at it. I definitely thought, uh, was it Ryan that was chipping from in front of the green? Yeah. Ryan and Jay yeah. were chipping from the front of the green. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I thought Ryan's was going in for sure. Jimmy was on the left side of the green. He made a great run at it too. They were chipping but from yeah, the same you, place. It was a shamble. That's what yeah, we both chipped. Yeah. Kid and, almost made his. Yeah. We had the exact same chip. Like it was, each of ours was like the exact same line. The result same. was the same. Yeah. Really close. Yeah. So, you know, that wraps up the, the rounds that, you know, they, they were in for par as well. So that halved our match. So a, a, a huge up and down match for us. At one point we were four up, then we were two down, then we had three to play. And then we came back and we pushed the match. So the first day ended with two half matches for the Vibe Tribe and two wins for the Longfellows, ending the day three and one. So the Vibe Tribe didn't even win a match the first day. And we went to the evening kind of being like, all right, how how do we come back from this? How do we bounce back? Like all the momentum's in the Longfellows direction. Like what can we do? And that's when we went with our captains and we made our decisions for Saturday's uh, selections for the modified alt shot at Legends Golf Course. Captains you can have the floor to explain your decisions as to how you decide upon pairings um, and who you chose to send out for that, that Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning, I guess. We did morning rounds each day. Yeah, we kept our, we kept our pairings the same. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, yeah. About as, I mean, like <laughs> new house, we knew we yeah. were, yeah, we were solid. We just, you know, fucking get back out there and repeat this shit. Yeah. Bryce, Didn't necessarily go that way. I don't, but, I don't, I don't know but, if you took the same advice. Um, well, as, as, well, I like to, you know, use these events, you know, this, this Ranger cup to really, you know, play with people I don't really play with, you know, like a bunch of guys out here playing some golf, you know, mix it up and, and, and play a few rounds with a guy you probably haven't played a few rounds with before. So that was my whole goal was, you know, keeping the vibe high, people playing with other people. So that way you can mix it up and, and have a good time and, and enjoy the whole weekend, you know, together instead plus of just really plus there's nothing someone. wrong with uh, mixing it up. If uh, you know, you didn't necessarily have the best day one. So mixing it up can't hurt, you know? I mean, yeah, that had little to no play, you know, on what I did. Really. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Decisions off vibes. I can I could definitely say I don't know if there was rhyme and reason to Bryce's decisions because he put the two worst golfers hands down by far together on alt shot, which means <laughs> that we have to take whatever shot was taken. And that could not but, have been a worse pairing. 
But, but if, if, if you're going to think about it, if you're going to think about it, that's just tossing up a loss. If you're going to look at it in the worst way, like if we're going to get a loss out of the way, we'll put the two worst golfers together. And then we have our better golfers that are paired up together. And hopefully we can bring those, those points home. And if that's yeah, one loss on the board, what happens if, if the, if the, if all the other pairings went out and won it, it'd be a wash, right? It'd be at three, one, three, one days. So yeah, like, okay, Bryce is probably thinking to himself, and I'm saying Bryce thinking to himself because him and I work together to choose the pairings. Um, <laughs> so let's kid sp- thinking to himself. <laughs> let's yeah. th- let, let's maybe throw a Hail Mary with the first group out there. And like, if they scrape off a win, which Clint is known to do a time or two, um, that'd be a huge win. If a they go out and lose five, it. Kid, a timer five, okay? <laughs> um and if he pulls that off a timer five again um then that's awesome it's a huge win maybe we 4-0 it um and then with these other pairings let's get as strategic as we can possible with making what we think is the strongest pairings for alternate shot for us to get the job done and uh we yeah i mean ryan chose i would call a bit you know tough words to call it a sacrificial lamb clint i don't think of you as as lamb i want you to know yeah whatever man whatever man (laughs) i'm just saying Everybody has a job, and yours was to be an offering to the golf gods. And there's nothing wrong well, with that. <laughs> I had faith in you, Clint. I thought you were going to pull through. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> I also recall I would... inviting Clint with Bryce and I to come decide on these pairings. He was too busy in the pickleball court. So where were your well, priorities I... this weekend, For... Clint? Okay, well, I'll tell you right now that... Um... I was undefeated on the pickleball court and that I never knew, changed. I knew that was what he was going to say. I knew. Yeah. It was so where were like, your priorities? Clint, you right what did you care more about? about? The, I'll tell you right now about the pickleball. I never lost. So I did not ever <laughs> lose in pickleball. But with that being said, looking back on it, I would have rather stepped away from my victorious uh, pickleball run to say, Hey, I don't think this is the best idea, but <laughs> I wasn't there to say that. So I had to leave it up to the cap and it's fine. It's fine. So honestly, if, if Brett wasn't playing so lights out, I think we would have been okay, but he was, and it wasn't, and we don't, we don't have to, Oh, did we jump into it a little bit? Sorry. We jumped into it. Oh, kid. you're I'm, fine. I'm you're Ryan, fine. You guys I'm lost Sanders-ing five and three. You, to, but... you, you guys lost five and three to two people that aren't even on the podcast. So you guys, it, it wasn't what we were looking for from you, but at the end of the day, like he had a tough mountain to climb. I yeah, one, we lost I on have... fifteen, and it was like we we won the first hole, and that was the only lead we had of the entire match. It was um, overall a rough go. I mean, I can think of three good holes out of 15 um i have a and... question about the match okay point. okay um, go on was like what did the six drives come into play or was it just like we're gonna take the best one out of our two because y'all are similar like shots or the six drives actually didn't come into play at all we took yeah I didn't... we exactly. actually took five yeah we actually took uh five and four on the front and so it was no, it was no problem. Like we had taken everybody's drive by 13. So it was, uh, it was not a situation for us. Um, 
I appreciate you circling back, Dave, because that was part of it too, is we just didn't want to have to make either of them have to strategize or deal with someone having to think about like Bryce was doing with, or I was doing. And uh, I, that's definitely part of it. Also, I knew that Brandon was keeping the scorecard and having two people double popping on a scorecard off of an alternate shot and doing that allocate. Like it's just, it's a, uh, it's a lot to deal with. So I was like, well, maybe I can play Brandon a little bit on the scorecard. It's kind of funny that you say that because I had to actually um, kind of keep Brandon in check on the scorecard to an extent. Like, wouldn't be I a range like someone didn't say that either. I fucking yep. feel like I should have had the scorecard, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's not a big deal. But uh -oh. uh, I mean, I, on day, I think it was day <laughs> three, I had to remind him that we took off on. 10 and not one on the third hole of the round but nice. that's neither here nor there there was you even know, a text kid, in the group message say, about that when you got teed off yeah kid but thinking hey, about hey. someone having to keep track of the scorecard as a strategic advantage is so on brand for you hell like, yeah <laughs> would never cross my mind but makes perfect sense as part of your strategy it didn't well, work out that though. doesn't make sense because that was the <laughs> other team <laughs> I no, it, it. it makes sense. It makes sense. The idea yeah. is that it, Clint, you've never had to keep a scorecard for yourself in a an in, in indexed event like this with gross and net scores running simultaneously. Um, it's a little bit to pay attention to. And taking the drive. Yeah, and the taking the drive. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Okay. Well, if you if you were to look at my scorecard, it actually and the one that I didn't have to keep, it actually notates all of the above. But hey, hey, but, it's no big well, it deal. I'm like, a fucking, like I'm an idiot. Yeah, I guess like Clint, Clint is volunteering for scorecard duties for the rest of his yep. matches indefinitely. All I'm saying is kid doesn't believe in me to keep it, and I kept it That's better not than the what I'm saying. I don't know how it. you heard that. What, what I'm saying is that he was going to be more of a burden on Brandon to do it. <laughs> Yeah, he's saying that he's using it as a strategy to make Brandon be pissed off and not pay attention to playing well or whatever. And be I mean, or it's more yeah. mental energy toward not strategizing their game. Whatever it may be, they lost five and four. This is true. No. So we, we start off the, the, the next day's rounds. And five and Clint, three. Is there anything? Yeah, yeah. Five and three was a loss. So now the Longfellows are up four to one with a, a a total of 16 points up for grabs <laughs> at the tournament. So not, not exactly the uh, the raring start that the Vibe Tribe was looking for. So we had to kind of make some magic happen uh, with the rest of these matches to make it interesting for Sunday. And uh, that had to start with me and Trent, who are the second group off against Dylan and Hunter, who uh, won three and two on Friday. And if I'm being completely honest, are an extremely dangerous duo. Uh, you have... Uh, Dylan, who played off of a 17, who was playing remarkably well. Um, and I think a lot of people rise to the occasion and in the, in the idea of if you're trying really hard and you try harder than you usually do playing a casual on a golf, you can probably outperform your index on a regular basis because you're taking everything more seriously, thinking things through less, you know, decision errors. And there's somewhere right there, right? So there's someone right at your hip, right there, keeping you in check, making the right decisions, talking things through. You know, two mm -hmm. brains are better than one. So they played phenomenally. They played really, really well. And they gave Trent and I a, a really solid fight. The difference, I think, today versus Friday, besides Jeff not being on my team, for instance, just in the sense of, like, <laughs> having someone who I didn't have to use the mental energy of, like, okay, we've got to use six-year drives and 
working that out. Like me and Trent never thought about the drives, you know, during that round, we were both just murdering it off the tee, hitting fairways. Like it was just, we were spoiled with options. And uh, it was a, it was a back and forth battle between uh, our matchups. Like it, we, the, the, at one point, you know, we pushed the first two holes, lost the third, got it back on the fourth, pushed another hole. And then we started just fucking losing. And the, the difficulty was Trent cooled down a little bit, which is rare for him because he's the lowest index of our group. He'll even say it him, him, himself. He cooled down a little bit, topped the drive, chipped one over the, like thin one over the green. And we, we just kept losing. And then Dylan stepped up on a par three where he was popping and drained a long one for, for birdie, which was huge. Um, and then, uh, and then, you know, we came into the ninth hole really like struggling, like, holy shit, we're down three. We've got to turn this ship around. And then we never looked back, dude. We just started fucking bawling out and just kind of just took, you know, clinched the entire momentum, grabbed them by the throats and just ended it. Just crushed them. Didn't really, didn't lose a hole after that and uh, ended up winning uh, two and one after a hard fought battle in the back nine. I'll at least give a huge kudos to Hunter hitting <laughs> likely the shot of the fucking tournament um, on I get the long par three, which is like number 14. Um, it was in the wind 278. He hit a two iron to like four feet. And I didn't even get my three. I hit a three wood, a sawed off three wood choke down to the metal. I didn't even hit the like near the green. Like he hit an incredible shot and then they cozied it up to still make it interesting against us. Uh, so I guess they did win one hole, uh, during that, uh, that back nine, but it, it didn't last long because we just kept just making it difficult on them, but they are a dangerous duo. Dylan is lethal yeah. at 17 and, uh, He's a he's a hard guy to take he was, down. But. He was actually a he was actually a nineteen, if I'm not mistaken. Um, um his playing he was a his nineteen course index, but was probably his, seventeen. Oh, uh, sure Dylan about. was a nineteen. Yeah, D- Dylan was a nineteen uh, index course handicap at Legends for their modified alt shot adjusted down to a nine. So it like it it, it gets combined because you're doing an alternate uh, shot with I'm, two I'm, people. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but I'll tell you what, Hunter Hunter is a fucking stick, dude. Yeah, Hunter's like, really good too. He played really kid, well. Like he kid can, is he, can good. He, he plays that fade like nobody's business. He just he loves that long swoop. Yeah, he he fucking lashes at it. And <sighs> they played really well. So I I didn't even really think about him being a 19 index. I was just thinking about their course adjustment. He was just playing as a as a 16 at Lighthouse. They adjusted to a nine at Legends. And then he did play as a 19 at, at, at Delaware Springs. So, I mean, him being at a 19 is pretty wild. But at the end of the day, like, people show up. They play different golf at Ranger Cups. It just depends on what side. Do you rise to the occasion or do you wilt under the pressure? And uh, he rose to the occasion. He played outstanding golf, I think, throughout the entire weekend. Stratt and I just balled the fuck out at Legends, and we took them down 2-1. and one. A hard-fought battle. Um, nobody, nobody played badly. It was just I, – I think – I can't speak for the entirety of the day, but I'd have a hard time believing that anyone played better on actually I can look at scorecards, but no one played better golf than us in terms of their ball uh, and across any of the tee times. It was just, it was gritty, dude. It was really you fucking gritty. in the seventies. Uh, Trent and I shot one over. So I know, I know on, uh, I know on Friday, I think I I think if I'm not mistaken on Friday, um, Hunter and Dan shot like 73 and 74. 
um, on Friday, like just in general on that, how that's a shameful best ball, right? We played modified well, off shot on Saturday and shot one over. No, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just saying, like, I know those dudes were balling out on on but, Friday yeah. as well. Not, but but it's a totally different game. You know, yeah, I agreed. But there, but honestly, alt shot, I would venture to say, is easier to score a better score. You would be wrong. You, you would be objectively wrong. <laughs> because <laughs> all you're wrong. taking is the best drive on. I don't know about that, man. <laughs> all you're all you're taking is best drive, and then you're playing your own ball on shamble. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you have two opportunities. Having, having to play like if you're paired up with a higher handicap, you're having to play at least a couple of their shots most of the holes. I mean, here's a simple question, Clint: Would you rather have two shots from where your ball lies or one? Two shots. Wait, hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. Wait, the best, no that's all best you ball, need to best, say. Best, best <laughs> ball, you're playing your own ball out. Yeah, but Jim, Jimmy's just point. You have two people playing in the rest of the hole uh, with your best yeah, chance yeah. to win it. Alternate shot, you have score. a team effort, but it's alternating shots. But but what I'm saying is their scores individually, although it was one tee shot that was taken, their scores individually outside of that were. 73 and 74 or something like that like only taking whatever tee shot throughout the time they otherwise they paid they played their ball through the end i think the i think but that that's kind of irrelevant to which one is easier to shoot better well and it's not necessarily apples to apples right i disagree together i mean well, you take a poll of 10 million people 99 percent of them are going to say alt shot is harder to shoot a good score in than a shamble i, I think Clint, shot, what you're yeah. forgetting yeah. is with people with lower handicap guys if you give them a best case like a better drive that they get to take every time they're gonna score low so it makes it easier even though they both have to hit shots to both score low like you're saying that's true but low handicappers being basically in the fairway every time they're gonna score well Um, okay so that so so you're you're like you're talking about two of the lowest handicappers in the round scoring one over so like i mean it's the same concept but also like if that was was that best ball like no if those two guys were paired together on a shamble so we're not talking about best. It's not a fucking scramble. It's not best ball. It's only best drive. Like it's not. It's yeah. it's only off the tee that it's best ball. Like it's not like it's fucking like the scramble. Okay, we can agree to disagree. I'm not even <laughs> sure what we're arguing about, but we can get back. That's into the problem. That. We're not arguing about the match in any way. We're not. Yeah. Either way, the third match out was me and Mark against Dan and Hefe. Uh, um the tone was set immediately on the first hole me and mark uh i we take my drive mark hits his second shot just over the bunker left uh it's a tight lie like the grass is tight uh the bunker's right to the right of us um literally walking up to it i'm like i could hibernate this down and just put it and we could have a putt for par I decided to hit his 56 going against my gut, which never works. 
I don't know why I do it. Anyways, I end up in the, I fucking <laughs> like essentially shank it into the bunker. Mark doesn't get out of the bunker. So I have to hit out of the bunker again. I don't get out of the bunker. Mark has to get out of the bunker. Mark gets out of the bunker. We end up losing the hole um, when it could have easily most likely been a push. If not, we won the hole if I would have just taken hybrid. Um, but ultimately it was a, it was a pretty good match. Um, the, the weird part about it was that when it came to taking the turn, um, I'm not sure where the match stood. I think it was similar to what our, our, our match was the first day. I think we were one down after the turn. Um, and Mark was in the same situation drives wise drives wise i think he had we had taken three of his drives but i was just like hey mark we got to get three three more of your drives on this on this nine and i think hefe i think they even had to get uh, they might have had to get four of hefe's even but uh uh you're muted kid you guys were one down going into the back nine yeah that's what i thought Either way, so I think me just saying that to Mark, but uh, because I, you know, I was just like, hey, man, like we remember we got to take three of your drives on this back. And I think that just put a burden on his shoulders and it made him start hitting the ball even worse off the tees. So we were kind of forced to take my balls in a lot of the situations. And uh, they kind of, to to Hefe's credit, he had hit the range. for Saturday's round in the, you know, before the round and he had gotten rid of those shanks kids spoke about and he was hitting his nice little, you know, little cut 230, 240 yards. And uh, Dan had no problem taking that. And, you know, he took him on good spots. He took on a par five um, uh, a couple of times, I I believe. Uh, Regardless, um, I think we ended up losing on the 16th. It was a par three. Um, I, I will say that I, I played really good. I think, I think me and Mark, I mean, we shot an 82 on our ball on alternate shot, modified alternate shot, I guess, which I will take. Like, I feel like that was a pretty good round. Dan was, Dan was lights out hitting perfect little draws, like pretty much not missing fairways. Um, and he hit uh, on that drivable par four, a money three wood onto the fringe of it. Like he was just playing lights out. And, uh, I was kind of, especially on the back nine, kind of having to carry Mark around on my back. He made on the number 11, uh, I had a great drive. He just, I literally told him, I was like, they were taking Hefe's drive from like 100 yards back. They laid up to essentially where we were. So they're hitting their second shot where we're hitting our first. And I was like, listen, Mark, it's that par five with the pond on the left. I was like, Mark, just aim out towards the cart path. Hit like 130, 140 yard shot. And I'll get in. We'll have a putt for birdie. We should win this hole. And he just fucking hits it into the water. I was like, dude, <laughs> I don't know. So there was shit like that going on where it was just kind of like the pressure was getting to him in the situations. And yeah, but a uh, good win for Dan and Hefe. Hefe showed up. Um, Dan was playing incredible. Um, props to them. Um, really can't really give Dan much more praise. Like, I think that's the best golf I've seen him play in person. Um, just draws on a string hitting his three wood, like insanely well. Um, but yeah, it, it does seem like it's feast or famine and putting and putting lights out. He was putting insane. It, like it, it seems like putts were like tap in range every single time. 
it do, it does seem like with Dan, it's it's either feast or famine with him. Like he either plays insanely good or he's missing from the golf course, and there's just some vessel of his of his body just meandering about, swinging a golf club, not really in it at all. I have played a ton of golf with Dan, and that is absolutely the case. You are either yeah. going to kill Dan or he is going to kill you. There's no in between. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of a, a like I think Ryan was talking about that even in the draft. Like Dan's either going to shoot in the seventies or he's going to shoot in the nineties, and there's not a whole lot of in between. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, we, we so got, we, we we got player A, uh, the good guy <laughs> uh, against us, and it and it was honestly fun to watch. Like I hadn't seen Dan play that good, like I said, and it was it was fun to watch. Um. And then, so that means of the first three matches out, we lost the first one, won the next two at the Vibe Tribe. So if we wanted to make it a wash, we had to win the last one to make it as if the first two days, you know, just didn't happen. We go into singles, just flat playing field. Let's see what, what happens. And uh, that last match, two of the folks are on this call. It was uh, Jimmy and Ryan again going to, actually three of them are on the call. Tech, well, technically, yeah. I guess Jimmy is here. He's still on the call. He's got a black screen. So three of the four are on the call. Um, I'm excited to hear about this match. Boys. Excited to hear about this match because it went all the way down to 18. So you guys, let me know what you want to dive into because it sounds like it was a, a fireworks showdown. Yeah, so I'll get it started. And Bryce, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, Jimmy and I came out hot. Um, we were both drives piped down the middle. For the first few holes, we were feeling really good. Um, in general, the front nine was the, you know, we played really well. And I think, Bryce, we were up three through ten, right? Through yeah. Nine tournament yep. through ten. It was, it was a pretty um, big, like, difference for sure. Yeah. Um, so right around 10 after Jimmy and I were playing lights out, um, I will say Jimmy's driver was insane. Um, so we were taking more of his drives, even though we were both in the fairway cause he was out driving me by 10 or 15 yards. Um, I'm not sure what happened at the turn. I don't know bad sausage wrap or what, but, uh, the wheels came <laughs> off. Bryce, jump in. Here real quick and why their wheels fell off and why everything went downhill is because Ryan Sanders was disrespectful to the golf <laughs> god. The golf gods struck them down and made them lose that round because of his decisions. That's all. Whoa, that's all. Just whoa, we we what, love what, the spoilers. What are the, what are <laughs> yes. these decisions? This, I want to know. That, I want to know. Ryan, what are these that, decisions? One yeah, decision. This, and one. this is. And he made it, though. He made that decision. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, uh, I would not call it a decision. I notified them before Boys. the match of the part. We, we, we can have it out here of the holes <laughs> that Bryce would be at, that Bryce and B. White would be popping. I told them before the match. Um, however, I think it's the third hole was the par five. Uh, the par five, yeah. I did not look at the scorecard before we started that hole. So I did not make a formal announcement standing on the tee box. Hey, Bryce, you're popping here. Oh, good um, Lord. I didn't realize I know. that's what he was referring to. Jesus. Oh, 100% <laughs> that's what he's fucking referring Jesus. to. Jesus. 
Keep track of your own shit. He, he, he wanted to know. He wanted to know why everything happened at the turn. He wanted to know. So I'll just I do hate when golf why. courses though have the scorecards in the clubhouse and you have to grab them to bring them to your cart to bring them to the course versus them just being on the cart waiting for you. So like you're right. caught up in the moment. You go off in the first team. You're like, I have no fucking scorecard. Like that. That's dumb as shit. Well, yeah, that, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw out something, and this doesn't help my captain here but with that being said i noticed it on day two um i'm at the tee box about to tee off on one i don't have a scorecard even though i'm not being the scorecard keeper i don't have one and i turn around and i go get one from the clubhouse and then i proceed to take pictures of the actual scorecard so i know what the pops are and while we're in a lull on hole one, I mark down the front nine where I have pops and where I don't because I want to be on top of that shit. Not your fucking golfer, Clint. Sounds like it's more evidence that Clint should be keeping score. It does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> All so, I'm saying is like... We have a volunteer. I, but with that being said, if you are the scorekeeper it would make sense to look at the scorecard before the hole. And when you walk up to the tee box, be like, Hey, I mean, you guys I, are popping or whatever. Don't, I don't want to hear it because I'm always the scorecard keeper. And like, if you are wondering if you are popping, you can say, Hey, am I popping on this hole? And I'll be like, uh, I don't know. And then I'll walk back to the cart and be like, yeah, you are. That's popping. the correct answer. Dave is, is correct. Yes. Here. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Well, I, also, I don't have to be announcing like well, nobody is hard. popping on this hole on every team right. box. You guys are popping. We aren't popping I, on this I hole. I mean, I don't like, need the information, so I get that. I get that take on it. Um, well, and but, I think from right, the turn, right. I think Ryan told him on like 10, 11, 12, and 13 that like, hey, you're, you're going to be popping pretty soon, bud. Get ready. But also, also what I will say is that most of the time it's on the greens. It's like, okay, you're putting for what we're putting for what? And it's like, are we popping? So it's on the greens and it's like, it's not that hard to run back to the cart. So if you're wondering that bad, just say something and be like, Hey, are we popping on this hole? And then speaking of that, Bryce, when, uh, when you got to the green, what, what were you lying? Was it six? I have no (laughs) idea. Six. Yes. And Jimmy and I had an Eagle putt on that hole. Think about this Am I genuine? <laughs> they, they, they couldn't have been lying six because they got a six. We gave them a six because they conceded a hole when their chip from the front of the green missed, and then we and had an eagle putt. 30, I cut it 30 feet by. It's fine. You, you, uh, you, yeah. They conceded a hole lying six, and you gave them six? <laughs> so, yeah, it didn't matter. Because <laughs> we were, again, we had six, an eagle putt. That doesn't make any sense. But, uh, listen, okay, listen, well, let's, let's move let's, on because – on. Hey, no. Okay. No. Speak your piece. Now, am I genuinely mad that you did not tell me about the pop? No. But did I stay <laughs> in your fucking head every fucking yes. hole telling you how terrible of a human you were and broke you down yes. to where you up losing your shit on the back nine? It's called a <laughs> mind game. And, and I want that talking. One. Now it, we're talking. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about that. Now we're talking. Bryce, how hard did you try to get in my mind, bro? Yeah, I tried all weekend. It did not work. (laughs) 
I will say. The only person that can get in my mind is myself. Yeah, I will say Dave, when he's got game face on, like, I don't, uh, I don't remember who it was. It was in my cart. I think it was Ryan. Was that day two, Dave? That No, that was day three. Maybe that was BY. I don't remember who it was. Anyway, whoever was in my cart was like, holy shit, dude. The look on Dave's face, did you see that? I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, when Dave's in the zone, like, nobody's in there but him. Like, oh, I think it was me and you, and I saw him play, and I go, look at the fuck your face. Yes, maybe it was you in another cart that said that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Dave's Dave's in game mode." Like, All right, we gotta keep moving. Mode. We gotta keep moving through this yeah. match. So you guys are halfway through the back nine. You guys at one point were down three on ten, Bryce. It sounds like you clawed back the next couple holes. You got to all square on fourteen. What was the mindset? Where were you guys at? Annihilate. Uh, annihilate. That's it, Bryce. I'll give you uh, where I think things really shifted. Is 14 the drivable par four? Uh, yes. Is that 15? Okay. So that's that's where the big shift kind of happened. We started really needing to take some of my drives, and I was not pulling it together. I hit five wood over that green. Yeah, the, my ball rolled right past the hole, um, but it went into the bunker behind the green. Uh, Jimmy was in the middle of the fairway, 100 yards out. I said, dog, we really hole. have to start taking some of my drives. Do you feel good about this bunker shot? And we're like, let's fucking do it. We ended up leaving it in the bunker. I hit a bad bunker shot after that, and we made a bad bogey and lost the hole. And uh, we were pretty rattled at that point, and Bryce and B. White were starting to vibe and getting a pop on the next hole that was a par three, 200-and-something yards. Um so that's where things really shifted, and it uh, the match. I think the thing we need to get to coming down to eighteen, we needed to win the hole to push the match. And Jimmy's drive went through the fairway, oh, and I topped shit. it. <laughs> Jimmy hit a bomb of a drive, like three hundred yards, and it just went through the fairway. It's Bryce a modified alt shot, Ryan. Where were you? I just said I topped my drive. I hit ah, it about a hundred yeah. yards. Where the cart path throws from right to left, he, it was like right on that. So, yeah. So, Bryce and B. White are about 200 yards up in the fairway. Jimmy is pissed and just hits a monster three wood, which gets us back to where his drive would have been. Um, as we're coming and up, Brian, ahead, oh, I, I, I'm sorry, but. What, what what was that a five iron you hit or a four or was it a six? I had a six iron, but as we're driving up to that, B White pumps one oh. into the trees right of the green. And um, he, he never hits it right. He fucking just boom B lines it to the right, and I was like, "There's so much area to the left of the green. We could have went and bailed." A no. glimmer of hope, the yeah. slightest glimmer of hope. So I put a six iron on. Um, for like 190 again with everybody watching. So we the now... cleanest fucking six iron you've ever seen. A fucking missile. So we have basically a putt at it, and Bryce is coming you'd out of put- the trees. You'd be, you'd be putting for what? So it was going to be for four. Okay. Yeah. And so Bryce is hitting three out of the trees, and it's like nipple high trees, right, Bryce? Like it was. Nasty shit. 
he puts yeah. it just short of the green. It was a really good out, right? Okay, yes, it, was. it was. It was. <laughs> yes, that out. is correct. And then B White put that chip that was like B White duffed the chip. So we're thinking we're yeah. Gucci. Like we still haven't even had to putt yet. We've now basically got putts or. You guys are Bryce... you put, two putts for par. One's really long and one is relatively short. One was a 45 footer. Yeah. And, and they're popping on this hole. So Bryce then does what Bryce does best and drains the 45 footer for five for four. Yeah. Taking us and out of asshole, the hole. Asshole hadn't hit a single putt the whole fucking day. <laughs> kept saying like do not put the putter in my hands um so qu- quickly b white duffed a chip on the green for them to putt for par you guys had a putt for par as well shorter distance they were not popping they just had to push the hole with yeah. two oh, pars. That's right. we had to push the hole yeah and they won one up on 18 yeah, that's correct. Is if his yeah. putt went in, we had no chance because we had to win the hole. Not correct. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So everyone was eighteen greenside. We were watching your match come in. I think for us as spectators, we 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 knew what the match was at after we heard you guys come up to the green and explain it. And after watching B White's duff and seeing where Bryce was at, we obviously were like, "Oh, this is probably gonna be a push. We're gonna go into Sunday, you know, down, and we got to claw, you know, claw back that, you know, that half point." And, uh, you know, when Bryce sank that, I was even sitting there like, I, I even told myself, like, you don't need to react. Like, it's going to get crazy here. Like, we're right by the clubhouse. We don't have to go nuts or ballistic. And then when Bryce made it, I was just, was just like, yeah, it's, I couldn't control myself. It was it just no one thought that was probably going in. Like, that was just nuts. It was a clutch moment from the I, captain to, to clinch his match. Went, I went down to the green and fucking hopped up for a high five before anybody could even be there. His partner wasn't even there as quick as I was, and I was fucking 40 yards off the green. You had to figure out a way to contribute, Clint. (laughs) (laughs) I was standing next to B-White. We were directly behind the hole. Okay, kid. (laughs) His putt when it's 10 feet away from the hole. We'll see if he ever takes first pick again, kid. (laughs) He never took me first pick. Really, really, I mean, props to Bryce because like that's a moment where like you like that's an impossible putt. It was it was fucking forever long. Had a little yeah. le- a right to left on it, and it just it just it just fucking just had enough distance on it to like barely fall into the le- the right side of the cup, and we were like, Are you fucking kidding me? It was good the whole way. You could see. I'm telling you, when it was 10 feet from the hole, I turned to be white, and I said, he fucking did it. And then it went in. I was like, God damn it. It was unbelievable. It was a great, great golf shot clutch moment by you. It was impressive. That was my one one putt of the day that I actually made, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, you you made it when it counted. So we close out the first two days of Ranger Cup 5. Three and one and three and one going into Sunday, four and four with eight points up to grabs. And it was going to come down to singles. And captains, walk me through your selection, sending people out because the uh, the the pairings were, I think, juicy ones going out with uh, some storied histories and some uh, grudge matches a little bit, too. So uh, 
you know, Jimmy, Bryce, Bryce, maybe you walk me through, you know, your selections uh, for that, that first round out. Uh, you, you selected, I don't think you, you knew you the sel- selections when they were happening. Yeah, you, you selected B white. What? You, you selected B white kid to go. He doesn't know. He doesn't know who he's sending out. There's that's why I'm uh, saying it. I got <laughs> he, he doesn't know who oh. he's playing. Hold on, I got this. Hold on. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he, just... he, and then Jimmy sent out Brett. Walk me through the. <laughs> I believe Jimmy set up Brett first, so you you made a decision around sending out B White against him. You know what was the mindset? The guy, what was the goal? What, one sec. The guy who B White had been saying he doesn't want to be paired up against. So if there's one guy, if there's one guy on the other team, B White didn't want to get paired up against. He made it known that it was Brett. He'd been talking about how <laughs> been playing good. He had played against him. How he didn't want to go against him. And we send out Brett first. And then Bryce sends B White. I, I I will say on defensive oh. in defense of Bryce, B White said he didn't want to play Brett after he was paired against him on the selection uh afternoon Saturday. Like it's not like we he he came to yeah. Bryce or me and was like, Hey, I definitely cannot play Brett tomorrow. Whoa. There's no way I can do that. He would y'all he were upstairs in the living known. room, everybody else knew. Yeah, like I, I had heard that from him multiple times before going into that. Yeah, but ears were not catching that one. That's for you, <laughs> dude. Brett, Jesus, Jesus, like, good for him, man. He, that's a consistent guy. Like, I played geez. with him today, and he shot a ninety-one. <laughs> Ranger Cup, man. I thought it was gonna get in his head, dude. I thought that music was gonna. Well, like, I think part of it too is 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 oh. is Jimmy too is making the right selection of a pairing partner with Brandon, keeping him in the ropes. It's, Brandon was talking about all the things he was keeping him reined in on. Like it sounds like it was a good pairing to keep Brett from going over his skis. Bryce, you'll like yeah, this. I some... played, I played with Brett, uh, Brett today, and he was playing Gangnam Style in his car when he pulled up. <laughs> That's how much of an impact he made on him. Dude, the best. The best thing that happened to me that whole weekend was he walked up to me and I like start playing it on the range and he's walking up and and I pull up to him or something and I'm playing it and he goes, Hey Bryce, you like really like that song. Like you play it often, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know, my dude. That that's the whole I, bit. I will say though, I will say speaking on on Brandon Blonde real quick and, and just to jump, sorry, but uh Brandon had some fangs out for Clint G. He wanted to play Clint. And he was calling we a shot. the boy on him. That was the second match of the day. Just obviously, we got through B. White going in with the worst mindset possible to take on 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 Brett. And I feel like B. White is also a feast or famine guy, kind of like Dan is. Like if he's not in the right headspace, like there's no recovering it, and he he's gonna tailspin. But uh. If there's someone who doesn't tailspin and has the 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 fight and grit of a champion and works his ass off on the courts, it's it's one Clint G who is paired up against Brandon who will do everything in his power to take him down. Uh, considering that they had a a matchup on Sunday, the previous Ranger Cup in Houston, he was able to take him down handedly. So, uh, you know, Clint, walk us through your match against old B Blonde. Man, it was uh, it was a battle. Um. It's 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 tough to talk about. Um, 
it's a struggle for me. I I tend to put the entire Ranger Cup on my shoulders uh, in this situation because if I would have um, won my match, I could have forced a push, you know. Um, we already know that the Longfellows won, but I could have forced a push and a sudden death if I would have won my match and my match came down to 18, it was the only match of the day that came down to 18. That's not true. Um, yeah. Uh, Jeff and Dave. Well, Jeff and Dave, I mean, but he came out with, it was not full spoil- point. We don't need spoilers. It, it would have. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Any, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> going to have one. Come out- Everyone's going to have one spoiler. Yeah, it couldn't have um it was just a it was just a frustrating situation because we came into 17 all square. Um I actually played a absolutely garbage round of golf. Uh I shot the the worst scored round I've shot in I think over 4 years if I'm not mistaken. Only by one stroke. Uh, but with that being said, and it went uh, to eighteen, it w- <laughs> and it and it went. To, yeah, well, Gr- Brandon wasn't playing great golf for himself either. Um, Delaware Springs is a up. tough course, though. For being completely honest, it's it's a tough well, course. It is. It's long. It's know, tight. You know what? Well, it is very tight. You know what's crazy is on the back nine. I played the same ball the whole nine. And that, that is, is the tight. That is the tightest part of the course. Um, I mean, we played I mean, the back was, nine first, so the front nine was the our back nine. I would okay, say a bit okay. Wider, well, but. okay. Well, kid, let me correct you. Okay. I'm talking about what we played as the back nine. It was technically the front nine, but the front nine is what is more narrow. Correct. No, I, I think the front nine on the scorecard is wider, but it's okay. I feel yeah. like we don't need to go down. This yeah, we don't, which is why I'm. We can keep going. <laughs> okay. Well, I I would beg to differ, and so would Trent. Trent is also the one that uh, this is not breezing was... by. It. Let's keep going in your match. <laughs> okay. Anyway, whatever, kid. Keeping the same ball through nine holes is very impressive. It is. Any nine hole stretch of Delaware, I think that. Um, Keeping the same ball for nine holes is impressive for somebody that is a fucking garbage golfer, without a shadow of a doubt. Anyway, I can promise you, you I didn't do that. Hey, give yourself a little more credit, Clint. I wouldn't call you a garbage golfer, bro. I would. I am. It's fine. It's no big deal. But with that being said, <laughs> um, Dude, come on now. I you're great. You're a great putter and chipper. Okay, well, I putted lights out on friday like i could not miss a putt like i inside of 12 feet i didn't miss a putt all day and i drained multiple and when i say multiple like two like 20 25 footers on friday saturday and sunday saturday and sunday i couldn't make a putt to save my life but so set so Let's get into the match a little bit. Um, let's okay. Well, well, all, all it all it comes down to is eighteen. It comes down to eighteen. Um, it's the tightest. It's possibly the tightest tee box 
on the course if I were to I mean I, I can only think of um hole one. So this is the hole one and hole nine had the tightest tee boxes of the course, if I'm not mistaken. Um anyway off the tee box, Brennan ends up hitting an iron, puts it dead center of the fairway. I hit my ball straight as a fucking arrow, but it ends up being a little bit left. And it is one of the few holes that there was OB. And I was legitimately OB by less than five feet. And I had to take a double drop. Or I had to um, re-tee. And I wasn't with it being so narrow even though i actually was pretty solid off the tee on sunday i well, wasn't it's always the call if you have a double drop option it's always the call because it's like hitting the fairway off the tee and right. and that's and that's what i took and and i hit a great second shot um i even hit a a good uh, um shot onto the green from there I ended up uh, losing the hole by one stroke. Um, and that was a little bit frustrating because I had to I had to take two strokes off of that uh, double drop. And so it cost me not only the round, not only the match, but the fucking Ranger Cup in my mind. Um, I, I pretty much put the whole fucking thing on my back and, and that's too much weight a, for one soul to bear Clint. I was going to say, that on you, man. It, it <laughs> did, it did, it did weigh on me and it's all flooding back to me now. And it's a little rough to deal with. <laughs> I okay, fucking, Clint. I was, Just I was struggling. Missing, he's missing the Ranger cup. He's used to having it at his house. Jimmy has it. That's now. true. You can just see Jimmy's. Just whole skin tone and everything's looking way better after you have yeah. <laughs> the house. I just, I just, I think uh, that's actually just his cedar roof, but it's making him glow. It was, it was rough, man. It was rough. Um, having to take that double drop and then losing it by one stroke was just, was just a tough pill to swallow. Um, I actually played the whole well, uh, just as a whole and and yeah man um it's what it is it was a it was a loss and now it's all square between me and b blonde uh so so it's a, it's a new battle yeah it's a new it's a new battle uh you know for the for the future ranger cups between me and b blonde but um unless your teammates Unless we're teammates. Well, which that's kind of like one of the super sick things about Ranger Cup at this point. Now that we're getting like we're five in, we're starting to establish like some good rivalries of like, oh, do you remember? Yeah. RC three, you motherfucker. Like, I'm going to get you this year. And like, there's there's some really good uh, some really good pit against that. uh, It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Bryce rips my nuts off every year. Jimmy finds, Jimmy finds himself into some Sunday fucking matchups. 
some Sunday yeah. anger, Sunday anger issues. <laughs> That's where I fucking find myself. Although I will say this, this Sunday, I was not that upset. I was just like, you know, it's Trent. You really can't be mad at Trent. Like this, his whole being is, very, you know, he's just, he's just such a good little guy. You know, you're like, I mean, he was man. talking mad shit in the group chat. Like, I think if yeah, you didn't know we, Trent, yeah. you probably would, you, but then right. we got together on the course and he's like, Hey man, just, you know, play your game out there, you know, just do your best. And like, Hey, you know, I was like, down to hard. One point and he's like, so Hey, what, it's okay, man. You can bring it back. What you can was bring it. I'm the, like, God uh, damn it. I love you, buddy. Stop. What was the third <laughs> match out kid? The third match out Second. was Dylan versus RJ and Bryce was there for oh. that matchup. He was there in person. Um, yeah. You know, I think we can relatively breeze through it just to try to keep the pace of play going for this pod and also maybe point out to the fact that it was a bit of a slowdown for the pace of play on the golf course as well. Uh, not every day is Clint's group two holes ahead, but that was the case with y'all's group. And while RJ was not able to quite win out his match against Dylan, who was playing phenomenally for a 19, winning three and two, but RJ may have done some benefits to the rest of his squad, though, by icing the rest of the golf course because it weighed heavily on some folks in my group. So, um, you know, RJ may have not come out with a point in this Ranger Cup, but he did help in different ways at Delaware Springs that Sunday. I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. Um, he, he learned but, it. I told him to stop hitting the ball so fast and sit there for four minutes before each shot, and he did, and it fucking Wait, it you asked him to sit for four minutes before hitting his shots? No, I'm just using mind games right now. That's all. He's doing a bit about he's taking credit for slowing it down. No, okay. I was dying myself. Myself was dying. <laughs> I was like, guys, so, can, we, uh, can we, you know, hurry it up a little bit yeah. here? <laughs> all right. Well, then how did, how did your match go? RJ wasn't able to take down Dylan. We kind of expected that, though, because Dylan was playing phenomenally for a 19 and, you know, obviously we're going to probably hopefully see Dylan's index come down as we go into RC6. It's hard to say, you know, but we've seen what comes from him and uh, he's got a really high ceiling. So props to him. But Jack played lights out at, at Shadow Glen. Dylan played lights out at, at these courses like this happens. You get great performances from high handicappers. It just happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, so, Bryce, you played Mark. How how did that go? Mark didn't have his supporty blanket of Dave. How did how did he do out there? Mark was annoyingly consistent that day. Like it was a shock. I was thinking, I'm <laughs> like, oh, give him all the pops he needs. Like it's fine. But it was like every single time I'm having like a good hole, I'm I'm making headway. Boom, he's right there, right next to me. Boom, tank. All right, yeah, that's a push. Or dude, he took like seven holes in the front nine i think something crazy like that um i was i was how many oh no you're, we're 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 saying you know we're saying peace out to clint who was saying later yeah sorry i gotta i gotta go boy love y'all good okay, time love you too clint. later clint later, hey, i'm gonna do the same boys kid dave later, i trust Ryan. in y'all to to break it down hey yeah. bryce no keep it up take take everything you can for our team let us know how it is, kid. You do the same. Jimmy, Dave, suck it. Love y'all. Got to go. Later, brother. I thought you came in second. Hey, oh, good Got to go. Uh, but, no, it was – I mean, dude, it, I was not playing bad golf. 
uh, I was playing pretty good golf and especially towards the end, I like birdied that par three had a, had one and he popped there and he had a crazy chip and then a long par putt that he made. So it was just like, anytime I did do good on a hole, he was right there. Fucking either anytime I did great, he was popping and saved it. So yeah, I, I five holes till the end, I think is when he took me, I was, I was done. I mean, I think it's an impressive show of growth from Mark to be able to go out there on his own for the most part and get the job done. I can't imagine Dylan was like shepherding him around. So maybe people no. might realize that Dave doesn't have to be paired with Mark and Mark can kind of do his thing and still get the job done. Dude, he had his little three wood hybrid thing. Maybe Mark is shepherding me. <laughs> Are you Is that on record, Dave? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was satire. Yeah, it, I was bummed out. I, I was very bummed out. He 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 played pretty dang good, I I think. Hell yeah! Well, you know uh, it. it yeah, it, it was a, a a tough a it's, tough sledding. It sounds like he came through when the pops had him, and uh, he managed to scrape that out. I'm gonna say as quickly as possible. Five and four, got him five and four. And so the next match, uh, going out in uh, the third tee time of the group was Ryan uh, versus me. Um, for the sake of the podcast, I will try to keep this relatively brief um, and let Dave get into his match with Hefe um, so he can kind of put the overtones on our match a bit. But I think everyone in our group got started off really slow on the front nine for obvious reasons. Um, it was a bit of a pillow fight amongst all of us in the front nine. And then both me and Ryan found our form in the back nine. It just kind of became a uh, a normal match between us. But normally when I play Ryan, I'm usually giving him like four or five strokes and I was giving him none. We were playing straight up. So when that happens, it's probably not going to go his way. Um, and I won four and two. Uh, he fought back a bit on the back nine, but I just was hitting my three wood really well and, and putting myself in a good positions. And then it worked if out. I, if I may interject for a minute for y'all's match, uh, I was no help to Ryan. We were going into this as, uh, you know, cart partners. Um, and I was supposed to be kind of a Sherpa, if you will, kind of talk him through shots. What, what, you know, what's the game plan? What are we doing? And immediately from the get go, like I was not in the right headspace. So that was kind of like, a, I, I abandoned ship on Ryan in that regard. So, and he was much more having to kind of Sherpa me and try to talk me down and, uh, I feel as though I was a burden to him and wasn't doing him any favors in that match. So uh, I just want to take a little bit of the blame for Ryan's loss. That that's fair. I think you, you definitely were an impact. <laughs> um, I would say it wasn't just on Ryan though. I, I don't think it was the easiest performance atmosphere to be in on either side for the most part. Felt like we were kind of playing around a, a radioactive chemical. Um, we weren't quite sure how volatile or explosive it might be. But, uh, you know, Ryan, I would say, didn't make too many decision errors during that round. I think there was maybe one or two times where I maybe would have clubbed down. But sometimes it worked out for him. Sometimes it didn't. Um, I think at the end of the day, him and I kind of played our – we brought our kind of B-minus games on that Sunday – and I just think I, him and I were both talking about on the back now. We were just so fucking gassed from the entire weekend. I think mentally and physically just kind of exhausted. And we just didn't have it that that Sunday. But we finally kind of picked ourselves up off the mat and and, and had a good fight there on the back nine. But I was able to close him out with uh, just a few holes to go. So I'll let you get into your match, Dave, because that one was far more entertaining for both like car crash reasons and also just like 
it got interesting at the end. Um, yeah, so I'll start by saying that the marshal was honest as far as time goes before the match had even started. So I was not in a good mental space. I don't do well with like not having the course. I don't know. Like I want to be in good. He, he radioed the, the other marshal on the first team was like, Hey, can you tell the group to speed up on the green right now? Like they were telling already to other groups to speed up when we were hadn't even teed off yet. So that was in our heads immediately. Yeah. And it was kind of like, I know that like they know we're all together. So I feel like some sort of, some sort of burden, even though I shouldn't be feeling a burden and I should just play. But regardless, I hit a tee shot. Um, it goes right. I think everyone assumes it was gone. Um, so for sake of pace of play, it, it, it was it was gone. We we but we dislocated the tree that it had hit and it had bounced 60 yards back toward the toward the edge of the fairway. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't play that. I took a drop for pace yeah. of play reasons yep. and i could have taken that drive but i had already played my drop so i ended up having to take that so that kind of set the tone for me again for another match the first hole setting the tone um and you know uh i think it was, i think i actually went up maybe in the, the first half of the of the match on sunday you did anything yeah, yeah 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 um you you did concede the first hole when you weren't out of it um i, I tried pointing that out to you in the second hole and you weren't having it um but you you did uh you did lead uh by no that's not right you never led on the front dave <laughs> you had gotten it all square on the second and the fifth but you never led okay well anyways uh uh yeah, so I, I think, you know, through the first five holes, I guess it was all square. Um, I was still not in a good headspace for the entire round um, up until that point. And it was just going into an even deeper crater where, like, lava is showing and it just wasn't good. You, you um, went into the back nine uh, three down uh, on the 10th on the tee. And I think probably right after the fifth, I think that's a par five. Um, I hit a hybrid left that it was kind of hooky, but it shouldn't have been gone. It was a short par four. And and it shouldn't have been gone. Couldn't find my ball. And that's when I really started losing, like, the the headspace. And uh, started losing a lot of holes after that. And like Kid said... Uh, I could I couldn't I couldn't find my fucking club face the whole fucking front nine uh and I was three down after nine um I don't think I had really lost my temper too bad on the front nine maybe kid can speak to that I, I mean you, you threw you threw two clubs on the front nine <laughs> okay so maybe a little bit um it really it was really after the turn um Number 10, uh, for whatever reason, it was taking fucking Hefe fucking forever to get to the tee box. Um, we had already he changed into shorts. Up. He was wearing pants. <laughs> he had to change yeah, into it shorts. It was like five minutes for me and fucking Ryan are just sitting there on the tee box, already a long round. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, and I end up hitting a shit ass drive, uh, barely into the fairway, um, par, par for the day um end up trying to play it smart hitting a layup shot to have a 140 shot in before the creek on that hole 
end up fucking going into the trees, trying to play it safe, going to the trees. And that that that's the hole I end up losing my shit on. Yeah, uh, tennis where Dave goes thermonuclear. He 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 just goes <laughs> fucking ballistic to the point where he's blacked out, and in his blackout, he fucking forgot his putter. <laughs> yeah, I do um, remember seeing uh, Dave fly by us in the opposite direction, and the cart said, "Forgot my putter," and we were like, "How, how the fuck yeah. do you forget your putter?" <laughs> But yeah, so I think the long story short, I was <laughs> five down through eleven. Is that right, kid? I think you were five down. So you you had lost ten, go four down, five down. You finish out eleven because you realize you forgot your putter trying to putt with hybrid. That went terribly. I was, I was totally on board with finishing my round with hybrid. Yeah, I, words out of Dave's mouth. He's like, "Forget the putter. Someone would have grabbed it. Forget the putter. Let's just keep going. I'll putt <laughs> with my hybrid." He proceeds to hit two terrible putts with his hybrid. And we all, all four, all three of us in the group just sit down and say, Dave, no, go back and get your putter. You're not leaving it. You're not putting with your hybrid for the rest of the round. It, it was wild. Like he was just going to leave like a $250, $300 putter to somewhere out in the course. N- not sure where it is. Like just res- at this point, Dave had resigned himself to the abyss. He was just like, however this is ends, this is how it ends. <laughs> and, and uh, this is when he took a beat and Ryan took him back. But before well, we get to Ryan, that, I do right go for it. Go for I was going to say on 11 on 11 T, this is like the quintessential where Dave was at because Ryan walked him through <laughs> every single club option on the T for a layup, for going for it, for a number, for a positional number, for a miss club, for all these different things. And everything out of Dave's mouth is like, can't hit that one, can't do that one, couldn't do this one. I don't have any confidence <laughs> in that club right now. I can't find the face with that club right now. Like, Ryan cycled through every possible option and I'm laying down on the tee box waiting for us to kind of go. We were still waiting on the tee just for the other group, but like it's being here. Like I, I was like, I fucking feel so bad for Ryan right now because he's a caddy that can't give his golf for a club. Like he's, he won't take a club out of the bag. I was prepared to sit up from the ground. Like Dave, you should take putter. Just take putter. Just give it a rail. Like there was no I club was good. Didn't have at, that point, at that point, I probably would have. You like, couldn't though, because you didn't have your putter. At the time, I didn't <laughs> know. <laughs> oh my god! But, uh, so that that's how it went. But then, you, you, Dave, you guys whipped the bitch, and you guys turned around. Yeah. So uh, we ended up going to going back and getting the putter. And to Ryan's credit, on that green, he was just like, "Dave, dude, it's slow as shit. Like it's gonna be fine." And in my head, I was thinking like my putter was back at nine green because that's the last time I remember using it because I picked up on 10 and didn't use it. But uh, so I was like, man, we're going to have to go all the way back there. I don't want to have to have people waiting on me. I was like, I'll just hybrid, dude. It's all good. He's like, no, let's go back and find it. And so I just listened to him and it ended up being by the 10 green i guess i had taken it out when i went to yeah and you chipped it bad and you're just like oh yeah. fuck it i'm out of this hole and you walked off <laughs> yeah um then uh so we got it and i come back and i i think it's like a super wide fairway par four anyway it was a full I, full reset New Dave yeah. in the cart took a beat, calmed down, realized when we got the tee box, we still were barely able to hit our tee shots. We didn't lose any time on the course. And so it is now, you know, we're good to go. You know, the, the hole's name is art too on the, on, on the scorecard. Like Dave was ready to bring out his inner artist for the rest of the round. 
Yeah, I uh, I don't even think in my like in my head like there was no reset. I was still fumigating like fumigating. Not what that means. <laughs> Either way, I was I was just fuming is what you want to say. Yeah. <laughs> I end up hitting like a fucking kind of sh- like uh, for me that day the drive was good, but it was a, still a horrible connected drive. But it ended up getting in the fairway, and. Ryan, Ryan, to its credit, like dealing with me all day. He's like, "Do you want some? Like, do you do you want to know if like what you're doing? Like, like do you want some <laughs> advice?" I was like, "Yes, Ryan. Like, what am I doing, dude?" That's like, a, that's a that's a tiptoe there because sometimes you get the like, "No, I don't fucking need your advice right now. I'm just <laughs> I'm gonna wade through this shit alone." <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was like, yeah, dude, like, tell me. And he's like, you're you're really quick. Like, you're getting really quick. Like, everything's really fast. And uh, he was just like, slow it down. Like, slow your tempo down. And from there on out, I just focused on, like, slow backswing. Like, slow backswing. And uh, I started hitting good irons. And uh, I proceeded to make a pretty good march. And try started started winning some holes. Um, for for the sake well, of this match recap, though, because we haven't even talked about him, Jeff was playing pretty good golf. Like he wasn't playing yeah. bad golf. Like Dave would still had to have put up like a pretty good fight to beat Jeff on some of these holes because Dave was giving Jeff pops. Um, so like it wasn't I mean, like I shot a fifty two or a fifty three on the front. Like he didn't have yeah. to be playing good golf for him. I get it, but I, I'm trying to throw some flowers at Jeff a little bit. Yeah, like he was I mean, playing. He, he was playing good. Shanky, golf. He wasn't shaking it any, anymore. And to his credit, like his his driver works perfect for Delaware Springs on those short short par fours. Like, like where uh like those short par fours where I'm having to hit like a four iron or something to try to get to the dog leg. He can just hit his little fade driver and it's fucking perfect. So that worked well for him on those holes. But uh, yeah, I proceeded to, you know, start to make a, a charge back from five down through 11. Uh, I think I parred the next six holes. But where it started started to get interesting was on uh, par three. I think it's 16. I hit a horrible shot. Or I guess maybe a par three before that either way i had yeah, really it, good it, seven iron yeah it would it would be hole 14 uh for the day it's number five on the on the on the front nine of the scorecard but yeah i i hit a really good seven iron right over the flag it's probably a 30 foot putt i thought it was better hefe is short side or short-sided in front of a bunker hits a perfect chip like a, a, a an immaculate chip shot had to put it over two bunkers land under the green get itself like jeff hit a fucking awesome chip there yeah it was like six or seven feet for the uh, par save he ends up making the par save i two putt for par that's a push um and at this point it was like i had to win every hole like if i wanted a chance i had to win every hole so like that push that push hurt yeah three, three down with four to play yeah, that push hurt bad. Um, but I was still alive. Um, we get to another par three. I think it might have been two holes later. Um, I hit a horrible tee shot. This was also the first hole where people came back to watch, and it kind of threw me off for a second. Um, Brandon was talking about his match with Quint, and I was I wanted to be like, dude, shut the fuck up. 
I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to make a comeback here. Like, I don't care about your match. Like, shut the fuck up and let me play some golf. I hit a horrible, like, shitty duck hook, essentially. But I ended up getting up and down for par. I think I sank, like, a 15, 20-footer. Hefe proceeded to blow the hole. Um, this was the hole Clint was talking about where I, I guess, made a crazy face or was, like, determined or whatever. Um but yeah, uh, I think 17 is a par five. Um, Correct. Um, I don't know where the match stood, but I knew I. I, I yeah, Je- had... Jeff was one up. Yeah, Jeff Jeff was one up on uh, on 17. Uh, he just need if he won the hole, the match was over. Um, yeah, so I was dormy. I was just in it to try to get the you, half. You weren't point. you weren't dormy on 17. You were well if one down. I, Assuming I would win the like I had to win both the holes to tie to win the match. You were one down on 17. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Either way, we I end up playing the hole like shit. Like I hit my second shot, uh, kind of a shitty hook with a four iron, got in front of the green. Long story short, I make a long putt, I think, to half the hole. So yeah, you do. You make a clutch putt to have the hole. Yeah. Uh, and we go into 18. I'm trying to decide what to do. I end up deciding to try to drive the green with my driver, which hindsight probably wasn't the best call. But at the time I was just like, we're going to go for broke. We want to get this half point. Hefe, uh, I think the, the main thing too, is the driver was interesting towards cause you were, you're hitting the first tee shot. Right. And the idea is that like, with you hitting the driver and if you had hit it well, you know, it would have put a bunch of pressure on Hefe to hit a good tee shot and it, it may not have worked out. And then when you hit it in the, sh- in the shit or hit a bad tee shot, that was still alive, right? It, it didn't go into the trees. It just was like in the rough to the right. You're like blocked out or whatever. Yeah. I was really um, short in the rough. Um, right. That kind of gave Hefe, I think a little bit of life to kind of swing easy and feel like he, all he had to do is, you know, push the hole with you. Um, you, oh, to, also he was popping the last popping two on the last holes. two holes, correct? So, yeah, if he if he you know had you know lost you by one stroke in the hole, he still would have uh, won the the hole on you know for net strokes. So yeah, you hit a tough tee shot, and then Jeff, to your credit, that little baby fade off the tee worked out for him. Just kind of punch it out there. And at this point, I I was fully like I was done with my match with Ryan, so I was just full caddy shepherding him for the rest of the way in, just working through the stop stuff with him. So I was hyped. I was amping to see Jeff kind of step up in the moments and <laughs> hit a good tee shot. But yeah, uh, I proceed to end up losing the hole and losing the match. Um, but uh, props to Hefe. He ended up getting it done. Um, a great comeback, like clawback from you though. Like you were on the road to have the worst losing margin in singles history. And if you had continued on with your fucking hybrid, it was going to happen. So for you to turn around and go get your putter and come back and reset your mentality and bring it all the way back to 18 is like a remarkable effort. And that will live on both in this podcast and in Ranger Cup lore. So uh, good stuff there. Bryce, Yeah. Uh, question. Yeah. <laughs> what is, what is the biggest, uh, like, the biggest loss in singles by how many holes i can tell you that if you guys continue talking and i'll look it up for you oh. yeah that's fine uh what i what i will say is i i i'm proud of the uh comeback it would have been a whole lot sweeter if i ended up getting that half point um but yeah 
props props to Hefe. You know, he he got it done. Um, more power to him. Um, I was my own worst enemy out there, and uh, yeah, it is. You win some, you lose some. It is a two way tie for the largest margin of victory at a Ranger Cup singles matchup. Uh, both Miles taking down JT in Houston and Mark taking down Bryce in Delaware Springs. Five and four victories are the largest winning margin. Um, <laughs> so there, there, there is that. I, I had a fucking feeling. I had a goddamn feeling. I was like, Beautiful. I it's actually a three it's actually a three-way tie but it would be me spoiling it for one of the matches and neither of them are here and jimmy can speak to it slightly but hunter took dan down in the last tee time five and four um handedly so there's a three-way tie at that at that figure so dan so yeah and speaking on that i guess we'll we'll transition in and i'll shed a little light um hunter uh man that guy he can play some good golf it's yeah. it's not um it's not traditional golf necessarily like he plays like oh you know a bit more than a fade um it, it's it's de- like i would i would it's a wyndham clark power queef is what it is it's a power slice but damn it he plays it so well and he has mapped it out and knows exactly where that ball is going to go each time um so and and he's really really like his chipping was great um dude he only plays pitching wedge 100 yards and in it's crazy bro i don't know what to tell you but the guy he's figured out his his shit yeah um so their round wasn't you know uh anything story worthy i don't think i mean it was pretty straightforward um, he was giving he was giving dan two pops i think so not not two it was pretty much close to straight up yeah. And I mean, we, you know, there was a moment on like, I think we were on six or seven. It could have even been eight where uh, Dan had a little bit of like some liveliness to him and a little bit of comeback. And, but then, I mean, Hunter just started putting it away. He, he was four, he was four down at the turn, right? I think it was something like that. And then Dan got like one back or maybe he got one back and had some pops. I mean, Maybe he got one. He was down three, and he got one back around like six or seven. Um, and Hunter knew he had some pops left, um, so he was a little worried about that. And then I just told Hunter, you know, we were in the cart, and I was like, uh, I forget what holes it was, but I was like, on these next two holes, you've really just got to capitalize and like seal it up. If you can go back to four up on him, uh, then then you should be rock and roll, uh, which he did. You know, he was playing great golf. Dan had. Dan wasn't playing as good as he was uh, from what I heard on the first two days. And not that Dan was playing bad. I think he, he just also drank an entire fucking pint of like whiskey, apparently. That, and, and, and day three is a tester, right? Like day three is where like <laughs> you got to come in and like, it's not even a matter. I like obviously it's a matter of golf, but I think, you know, a big aspect of it is stamina, right? Uh, it be is. It the long weekends, be it the, the 36 holes of golf we just played, all of the, you know, mentality from going from shamble and relying on your partner to alt shot and, you know, relying on your partner, like even, I guess, more heavily at that rate. But then then to go solo and, and just yourself and have to live with the bad shots you took, um, it, it makes day three tough. Um, leading, you know, 
segue into Trent and I's match, I want to start off and eat my fucking words. Um, well, no, I don't want to eat my words because if Trent does have a bad day, he has a bad day. But I will say that Trent is a phenomenal golfer. And when he is in the right headspace and he's feeling good, the guy can fucking play golf and it's not extravagant golf it's not like oh my gosh it's just it's boring you know green and reg two putt par that bitch and move on uh, Howell, the third golf yeah i mean it's, it's super simple trent didn't miss any fairways i think he was one under through like 10 um or no he was one over through 10 one of the, uh, yeah, he was one over, I think, through through like nine or ten, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, he was he was actually Am even. He was he he was even through ten. There you yeah. go. So, I fucking you know there was a lot of talk and maybe it got to my head. I don't know. I think I was a little fatigued. Um, but my driver was just like an absolute hammer the first two days, and day three we get out there. And hole number one, I had a little bit of a fade on it. I wasn't too worried. And then OB hole two, OB hole three. And it just kind of started a little mental downfall for me. Uh, it's a, it's a demanding course off the tee. Like it, sneak, it, it sneaks up on you. And the fairways kind of camber toward the out of bounds too. Like bounces they go do. the wrong way. Yeah. And I think also like mentally going into it thinking like, yeah, driver's good. It's been good all weekend. I should be fine like bad thoughts. Uh, but it, it, either way, those two holes really gave me like, a, I, I think like a really terrible start. Um, not just score wise, but mentally too, you know, just fucking, uh, power fading two balls, like out of bounds. I, I, I was a little down on myself. I ended up going down four strokes, um, you know, similar situation to day one. And I just, you know, kind of got into myself and said, all right, we, you know, like at least like let's push. Um, and, and through the, you know, pushes, if my goal is to push at least through those, I'll have a pop here, a pop there um, to try and claw back. And, and I did, I, you know, I'm pretty you, proud you of per, it, You pushed, you pushed 10 and 11, and then you ended up winning uh, 12 and winning 13. Yeah. And then, and then winning 14. Yes, and clawed my way back to one stroke or one yeah, hole, one, rather. Yeah, one down uh, through through fourteen holes. So yeah, one down with three to play. What was the mindset? Push it out, really. Like I said, that that I I you know I, I really I wasn't trying to like go for gold. I wanted to push it out, and I knew that if I if I could. I'm sorry, consistent. one down with four to play. So you had you had tons of real estate left. I, I had room, but I knew if I could stay consistent and at least push him, I had a pop coming up. Uh, yeah. I think it was on 15. And I knew that like I could just, just, just try. And then I had another one on 18. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get that far. Uh, I don't remember what happened, but I just, I hit a series of bad shots again and... It was kind of to a point, and I think he won three and two. Yeah, um, so he, he he scooped up those last two holes after you had gotten it down to one one down. So I mean, yeah. a, a close fought battle though. Three and two is is when you're down four through 
through fucking uh, through 11 that, that's a yeah. that's a big mountain to climb back from i mean ask there was Dave. no there was no giving up and there was a point where like i think we were on 15 on the t-box and me and trent were giving each other that dirty you know that like that little like motherfucker smile like this here we go we got a little round going here let's do something with it you know let's have some fun uh, and, and, and I just shit the bed and Trent, uh, did not. So that, that's kind of the, the story of the rest of the, the finish out. Um, so all in all, you know, big props, Trent, he, he played an absolute fucking phenomenal. What was that? 11 holes right up front. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, just, just under performing under his handicap, um, nice and easy, smooth golf. And uh, I just I didn't capitalize when I needed to, so you know uh, a combination of me kind of dropping the ball and and Trent just staying consistently good. So, but making a, a valiant effort at the end. Oh yeah. yeah, there was there was no give up. There was never a moment where I was like, "Fuck, it's over." I I I definitely fought my ass off to to gain those three that. strokes back. <laughs> that that's I, the. I uh... Oh, go uh, ahead, Ranger Dave. Cup. I was just saying I can't say that for my round. There was definitely But you had a partner to the piggyback up off the mat and dust you off and you gave it a hell of a fight coming in, Dave. So you you didn't you gave up, but you had someone there to pick you up and then you you came back. So that's the Ranger Cup. Story right story yeah. for us all, right? Like maybe we had a couple bad rounds, but we had a solid fucking team. That's apparently. true. Yeah. And you guys a, a you guys good, got the good good squad pick from you jimbo yeah you guys got the w um you guys the Longfellows took it nine and seven over the vibe tribe the closest we've had a ranger cup since the uh, advent of singles and at the end of the day you know as clint said it came down to one hole by one stroke and one match to put it to a sudden death and uh maybe one day we'll get one of those but it was uh it was a phenomenal battle, and uh, I mean, I think both captains should be immensely proud of the the team that they put together and the effort that was put in. And you know, we have a tradition here of uh, of uh, giving people a chance to run it back. You know, we 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 have Dave and I both have a win running two captaincies. Clint and Ryan both have one win running two captaincies, and. Jimmy got the first one between your duo and maybe Bryce will claw back and get one for himself. And it'll be the same story and uh, we'll see, but any, any parting words from these two captains on Ranger cup five. Hey man. Uh, loads of fun. Like I said out there at the, you know, when we were doing the trophy thing uh, for those listening, whoever might fucking listen to this podcast, this is like, this is so much fun. And I think, I, I think I can speak for everybody saying like, it fills my cup. And, you know, competition aside, love you, Bryce. You know, it's so fun. It's so fucking fun having you there. Like, you, you know, you're a character and, and you bring the vibe for sure. Uh, so we fucking love that. And, and really, really looking forward to uh, a, a grudge match. You know, I, I know you're going to come with some heat, you know, maybe a little strategy and not so much vibe this time. But uh, nope, uh, nope. it's <laughs> Straight the vibe carried us far though i mean we can't completely you know throw away the vibe but the you vibe carried us far. Away. day two 100%. was recorded but uh but yeah no looking forward big time to to rc6 yeah i had a blast yeah i i do a ton of shit talking so 
but that the love is all there. No matter if they're if I say one bad thing to someone, it's it's covered up, you know, with happiness and gratefulness and love that you know. Yeah, will come I think out. it was. I think it was like, was it day two that every every hole I was on the green, I would hear, "Hey, Jimmy, fuck you." <laughs> I think. I think I think that was day two. Maybe it was day one and two and three. It could have been all three days when I turned around yeah. and Bryce was like, Bryce, hey, bro, Bryce thought you. calling Bryce thought calling me kid was going to affect me. And it was just like, listen, man, kid's a great golfer. So I'll, <laughs> I'll happily be kid today I, if I need to. Be. Yeah. I need, I need to go you to the, can like, always count. I got to figure out everyone's you can like, always, I, you can always count on David Ream to be an absolute fucking brick wall to shit talking that's what i and i told you that going in i was like the only person that can be sitting in a you know a cart across from fucking bryce has got to be stonewall jackson just i can be my own nothing through there's nothing there's no doubt about that (laughs) no i look i look all the time so we'll be running it back i'm hopefully taking that trophy uh yeah nah i'm well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see you guys duke it out once again. We'll see what teams you assemble for Ranger Cup 6. And, uh, yeah, it's my favorite thing to do with all the buddies. I'm glad we get two of these a year. And, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys in 2024 in the springtime, and we'll we'll run it back. Sounds hey, good. Th- thanks for chopping it up, boys. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. All right. Thanks for listening. Peace out. <laughs>